Chapter Five of On Our Selection by Steel Rudd. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Son of the Exiles. Chapter Five: The Night We Watched for Wallabies. It had been a bleak July day, and as night came on, a bitter westerly howled through the trees. Cold, wasn't it cold? The pigs in the sty hungry and half-fed, we wanted for ourselves the few pumpkins that had survived the drought, fought savagely with each other for shelter, and squealed all the time like, well, like pigs. The cows and the calves left the place to seek shelter away in the mountains, while the draught horses, their hair standing up like barbed wire, leaned sadly over the fence and gazed up at the green lucerne. Joe went about shivering in an old coat of Dad's with only one sleeve to it. A calf had fancied the other one day that Dad hung it on a post as a mark to go by while ploughing. "'My, it'll be a stinger tonight,' Dad remarked to Mrs. Brown, who sat, cold-looking, on the sofa, as he staggered inside with an immense log for the fire. A log nearer a whole tree, but wood was nothing in Dad's eyes. Mrs. Brown had been at our place five or six days. Old Brown called occasionally to see her, so we knew they couldn't have quarrelled. Sometimes she did a little housework, but more often she didn't. We talked it over together, but couldn't make it out. Joe asked Mother, but she had no idea, so she said. We were full up, as Dave put it, of Mrs. Brown, and wished her out of the place. She had taken to ordering us about, as though she had something to do with us. After supper we sat round the fire, as near to it as we could without burning ourselves, Mrs. Brown and all, and listened to the wind whistling outside. Ah, it was pleasant beside the fire listening to the wind. When Dad had warmed himself back and front, he turned to us and said, Now, boys, we must go directly, and light some fires and keep those wallabies back. That was a shock to us, and we looked at him to see if we were really in earnest. He was, and as serious as a judge. Tonight, Dave answered surprisedly. Why tonight any more than last night or the night before? Thought you had decided to let em rip. Yes, but we might as well keep them off a bit longer. But there's no wheat there for them to get now, so what's the use of watching em? There's no sense in that. Dad was immovable. Anyway, whined Joe, I'm not going. Not on a night like this. Not when I ain't got birds. That vexed Dad. Hold your tongue, sir, he said. You'll do as you're told. But Dave hadn't finished. I've been following that harrow since sunrise this morning, he said. And now you want me to go chasing wallabies about in the dark, a night like this, and for nothing else but to keep them from eating the ground. It's always the way here. The more one does, the more he's wanted to do. And he commenced to cry. Mrs. Brown had something to say. She agreed with Dad, and thought we ought to go, as the wheat might spring up again. Pshaw, Dave blurted out between his sobs, while we thought of telling her to shut her mouth. Slowly and reluctantly, we left that roaring fireside to accompany Dad that bitter night. It 
was a night dark as pitch silent forlorn and forbidding and colder than the busiest morgue and just to keep wallabies from eating nothing they had eaten all the wheat every blade of it and the grass as well what they would start on next ourselves or the cart harness wasn't quite clear we stumbled along in the dark one behind the other with our hands stuffed into our trousers dad was in the lead and poor joe bare shinned and bootless in the rear now and again he tramped on a bathurst burr and in sitting down to extract the prickle would receive a cluster of them elsewhere when he escaped the burr it was only to knock his shin against a log or leave a toenail or two clinging to a stone joe howled but the wind howled louder and blew and blew dave in pausing to wait on joe would mutter to hell with everything whatever he wants bringing us out on a night like this i'm damned if i know dad couldn't see very well in the dark and on this night couldn't see at all so he walked up against one of the old draught horses that had fallen asleep gazing at the lucerne and what a fright they both got the old horse took it worse than dad who only tumbled down for he plunged as though the devil had grabbed him and fell over the fence twisting every leg he had in the wires how the brute struggled we stood and listened to him after kicking panels of the fence down and smashing every wire in it he got loose and made off taking most of it with him that's one wallaby on the weed anyway dave muttered and we giggled we understood dave but dad didn't open his mouth we lost no time lighting the fires then we walked through the wheat and wallabies may satan reprove me if i exaggerate their number by one solitary pair of ears but from the row and scatter they made there were a million dad told joe at last he could go to sleep if he liked at the fire joe went to sleep how i don't know then dad sat beside him and for long intervals would stare silently into the darkness sometimes a string of the vermin would hop past close to the fire and another time a curlew would come near and screech its ghostly wail but he never noticed them yet he seemed to be listening we mooched round from fire to fire hour after hour and when we wearied of heaving fire sticks at the enemy we sat on our heels and cursed the wind and the winter and the night birds alternately it was a lonely wretched occupation now and again dad would leave his fire to ask us if we could hear a noise we couldn't except that of wallabies and mopokes then he would go back and listen again he was restless and somehow his heart wasn't in the wallabies at all dave couldn't make him out the night wore on by and by there was a sharp rattle of wires then a rustling noise and sal appeared in the glare of the fire dad she said that was all without a word dad bounced up and went back to the house with her something's up dave said and half anxious half afraid we gazed into the fire and thought and thought then we stared nervously into the night and listened for dad's return but heard only the wind and the mopoke at dawn he appeared again 
with a broad smile on his face, and told us that Mother had got another baby, a fine little chap. Then we knew why Mrs. Brown had been staying at our place. End of chapter 5 Recording by Son of the Exiles